Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 444. This week on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating Concours in the Hills and talking with sponsors of this spectacular event that takes place in February in Fountain Hills, Arizona. You can learn more about this event at www.concourinthehills.org. Try to stay ahead of the competition and build yourself a niche market. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Dave Laskowski. Dave, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Uh, you bet I am. All right. Great to have you here. Dave Laskowski is the president of On-Site Gear in Phoenix, Arizona, where they're the official distributor of the complete line of Pit Stop brand furniture. He's worked in the construction business and decided to combine his talents with his passion for cars and open Pit Stop. This race-themed furniture brings a very cool automotive look to your office, den, home, and garage, designed with unique automotive features like shocks and wheel designs, reminding you of the automobiles that you love to be around. Onsite Gear is also a proud sponsor of Concours in the Hills that takes place in Fountain Hills, Arizona, this coming weekend. And I've seen this furniture, and it is really cool stuff. You're going to want to have some of this around your house or your garage. So Dave, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your business and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Sure. I've lived in Chicago my whole life. Uh, came down to Phoenix, Arizona in uh, 99. And uh, the first thing I noticed when I got down here is that, you know, it's nothing but car shows all year long uh, <laughs> just because of the weather. People can drive their rides all year long. Uh, back in Chicago, they're locked up for six months out of the year. And um, you just don't go see them as much as you would here. Yeah. Being that the weather's so perfect here, whether it's hot or cold out, the shows go on. As you said, um, I've been in construction and I build stuff, and I also had a cabinet shop in Chicago for over 20 years. When I got down here, <clears throat> I met a guy that uh, – wanted me to put uh, TV lifts, motorized TV lifts in some cabinets for him. Mm -hmm. And I started doing that, 
and I started to get some ideas that, hey, this would really be cool if I could incorporate this into a man cave or whatever the case is for some cool stuff. Yeah. So I started looking through like tool toolbox catalogs like Snap-on and, and the different brands out there to get some ideas for sizes and what would fit. And I just happened to come across the big toolbox from Snap-on that was it's basically a pit cart that NASCAR uses. Oh, yeah, those big giant ones they pull around like a giant wagon. Exactly. So I, I seen that, and that just hit me all of a sudden, and there was no turning back. I had to build that. <laughs> so I got the dimensions out of the catalog and started building it, and I actually built that out of plywood and faced it with laminate and everything and, and copied all the drawer sizes and whatnot. And when it was done, I mean, it looked just like a snap-on box. Mm -hmm. And the difference in that box, though, the front of it was fake as far as the drawer fronts because the TV was behind that. Oh, I see. And uh, so in, in the middle, a 55-inch TV raised up out of it. Uh, there was uh, two cabinets left and right of that. The left cabinet had a uh, glass door refrigerator in there to um, use for any type of drinks, whether it was beer or um, energy drinks for a company so that I could advertise it. Mm -hmm. And then the right side door had a complete audio system in it. Nice. And uh, had, I mean, the, the sound out of this unit when the TV was going, when you're playing action movies, was just phenomenal. Cool. What I wanted to do with this was to build these um, and rent them out at... Uh, exhibit halls to vendors there to use. Mm -hmm. So I got this one built and took it to Barrett Jackson and got great response out of it. But in 2010, the economy was still really bad. Right. So I hung on to it for a few years, took it to a lot of shows, got a lot of coverage, got a lot of videos out of it and stuff. And then I ended up selling it to a guy that uh, had a garage condo and uh, that worked out really good for him because he had a mezzanine area up up on top. Mm -hmm. So before I had sold this, I took it to uh, Russo Steel Auction as a vendor there to see if I could sell it there back in 2013. I wanted to have something to complement that and not just that sitting there. And I remember at SEMA in 2012, I had seen the pit stop furniture. So I had called him up and talked to him and says, well, you know, we just don't give you furniture for the show to show. you got to be a dealer. So I made a deal with them and became a dealer and bought their furniture and put it in there. And not so much with the intent of selling it, but with the intent of complementing what I had there to try to push that. Well, Come to find out, the furniture basically sold itself. I mean, I didn't even have to beg people to come over here and look at it. They all ran over there. And for that show, sold about uh, $12,000 worth of furniture. Nice, nice. So the <laughs> uh, show paid out really good. Uh, sort of was hooked on the furniture from that point. Did a lot of shows with it. And I've uh, been doing it ever since. Great fun. Well, I'm familiar with the furniture. I've been to SEMA so many times over the last 20, well, every year for the last 25, 26 years. And I've seen that furniture. I used to sell it myself in a company I was involved with. Really nice stuff. So it was a nice combination of your talents and skills combining with a different product to bring everything together to this, this new online business that you have. As we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. 
something that's been instrumental in forming your life. Maybe it's a mantra or a saying that you believe in. So Dave, take the wheel. I guess mine is treat people like you'd like to be treated. (laughs) The old golden rule. (laughs) Yeah. Whether in life or in business, you know, when you go to a store and buy something and either the salesperson is sort of bitchy or ignorant there or whatever the case is, uh, and you you don't get good results on it, you don't ever want to buy from there again. Of course. Or even go back to the same store. When we get a call for an order, uh, we get on it right away and don't let them sit. I get a lot of good feedback from customers saying great, great service and, you know, it was really quick and we didn't have to wait like a month or two to go get it. So um, that's how I would want to be treated if I had bought something if I treat you with respect and get it out right away, then I want to be treated back the same same way. You know, it's such a simple concept, but so many companies just don't follow it. I don't understand. You have bad experiences with companies. You shake your head and say, gosh, it took so much to get me to finally pick up the phone or go online and, and uh, say, here, here's my money. But uh, sometimes you encounter those businesses that say, I always ask myself, why are you making it so hard for me to give you my money? So. Right, exactly, exactly. Great concept. Now, in our pre-show chat, you talked about being passionate about cars. You had a cabinet business back in Chicago and construction and so forth, but I know that you're a car guy going way back. Could you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? Is is there a pivotal moment you can remember when you really realized that you were a car guy? Well, when I was younger, 16, 17 years old, there was a car show in the 70s, which was real big. It was called World of Wheels. Mm-hmm. Came to Chicago, and, you know, me and a bunch of friends used to go down there and walk the show. And in, in World of Wheels, it was nothing but custom. Uh, I mean, air airbrushing and metal work and paint work. And, you know, you just walk through those aisles and look at all the work that went in these cars that these guys did. And it was just amazing. Part of what that was, I had a 72 Chevelle. I had bought it fairly cheap, and uh, the outside was yellow with a saddle tan interior in it, and used it that way probably for about a year or two, and then got tired of it, and I found uh, another Chevelle that got wrecked on the rear end, but the interior was absolutely mint on it, that a little old lady was driving it, and I bought it off of her. Mm-hmm. Ripped out the interior and anything else I wanted on it. And then my car, I stripped it down, painted it, changed interior over to black, custom wheels on it. Car was absolutely beautiful. And the day that I finished the whole thing, I put it out in front of the house. Didn't have a for sale sign on because I had no intentions of selling it. And a guy came by and offered me really good money for it, and I sold it. <laughs> there you go. And you're off and running. Yeah. Funny how that happens sometimes. You spend all that time and effort and then. The right size check comes along. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about special cars and seller's remorse in a few minutes. But first, I'd like to talk a little bit about a challenge. Talk about some of the roads you've driven down and ask you to share a huge challenge or even a great failure that you faced along the way in your career. But most importantly, how did you overcome that situation? What did it teach you? That would be going back to Chicago when I had my cabinet business. It was going along really, really well. Started out in the garage, went to a bigger shop, decided to go buy an industrial condo, you know, a, a lot bigger space, 4,000 square feet. And with that, all the payments get bigger and the overhead gets bigger. And uh, we were going along, and I think we finished it up in 90. 
and um, in 91, we had a recession, mm-hmm. and um, the phone didn't ring for like three months, and um, I had to get rid of everybody in the shop except one guy mm. stay with me, and I just had enough small odds and ends to keep going, and then I thought it was going to get to the point where I was going to have to close the business, and a cabinet de- or a kitchen dealer that I did work for came across this huge job that he couldn't do. And he fell right in my lap with it, and that turned the business around and um, got me out of everything that I was in mm-hmm. and kept on going. But unfortunately, the following year, the same thing happened with the economy and stuff. And uh, that time, I couldn't pull out of it, so I had to close my business. Mm-hmm. But that didn't stop me from going on. Um, what I ended up doing is selling a lot of my e- equipment but then I went out and rented a lot smaller space and took on jobs that I could do myself where I didn't need help. Uh, my overhead was down to nothing mm-hmm. and I was able to go on and keep on making money. Yeah. You know, it's a, a really great story for folks to hear, although it was certainly a challenge and difficult for you at the time. And I appreciate you sharing that. Usually when we have these economic downturns, it really affects the housing industry first and all the businesses that are surrounded by it. We saw it in the early 90s. Of course, we saw it again in 07, 08, 09, 010, all those things. So what's the biggest lesson you took out of all of that that you could share with our listeners that might help them? Because there will be another turnaround. Right. Um, I guess just to never give up. You know, some sometimes things get so bad that you just want to say, screw it, I just don't want to do this anymore. But when you really like what you do, whether it's me with the cabinets or somebody working on cars, if you really like what you do, uh, you'll you'll find a way somewhere to, to keep on going, even if you, you know, use your parents' garage to go work on, on something uh, and only can work on it every so often, or it may take you, instead of months to do something, it could take you a year Right. But, you know, you'll just find a way to get it done, you know, and uh, if you don't like what you're doing, you shouldn't do it, you yeah. know, yeah. and um, doing what I do was was my 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 passion there. And mm-hmm. I just didn't want to give give it up. So, I mean, uh, keep on plugging along and uh, and things will always work out. They just may take a lot longer than you thought. Absolutely. Tenacity for the entrepreneur is a key element of our lives, isn't it? Now, let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a career aha moment. It's a time when the headlights come on and illuminate your way for a new idea that you had about your business. Could you tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into a success? Yeah, that would sort of be going back to the, I guess, the Russo Steel thing where the furniture sort of sold on its own. Mm -hmm. You know, and the light bulb sort of went off and said, hey, I'm not even trying to sell this stuff and it's going out the door. You know, I said, there's, there has to be something to it, you know, and the, the furniture was around for about two years before I started doing it. Mm -hmm. So it, you know, it wasn't off the ground a whole lot. And at that time people heard of it, but not that much. And on the internet, it was a, um, the search engine on there just wasn't there for it. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't rely on the internet too much to find it. It was basically shows. Yeah. Okay. And uh, doing the, the shows is where it got popular at. And then from there, I, I sort of uh, started thinking, well, you know, 
I wonder what would happen. I mean, all the furniture comes one color, which is silver. And, you know, not everybody likes that color. So how about if we start painting it and doing some customizing on it? And um, started to do that and got into some special finishes and just all kinds of cu customization on that furniture. Mm -hmm. And um, that was like, holy cow, this is a whole lot better now, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's one of those things that when you see it, this particular furniture, the pit stop furniture, that's when you go, oh, man, this is so cool. Especially if you're a car guy, because it's all designed around those key elements. How about proudest career moments? I would assume you've had many, but is there one that stands out for you? I had a customer call me up. Uh, he was in Mesa, Arizona, and he ordered some furniture. And he asked me if I could if I could assemble it and deliver it to his house. And normally I don't do that because all the furniture gets shipped directly to the customer's house. But I didn't question it. It wasn't that big of a, of a deal. So I said, yeah, not a problem. Well, when I got to his house, I found out he was handicapped. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And um, he ordered a desk, a bookcase, and a chair. And this guy was so excited about <laughs> this, this furniture. And he had an office in there, and his wife cleared all the old stuff out. And I got all the new stuff in and set everything up, up for the guy. And then he, his wife held the new chair because it's on wheels. And then he hopped out of the wheelchair and got into his new, new chair. And he was just happy as could be. And the guy used to race cars many, many years before that. And there was a book written about him oh, wow. and, his, and his car and all that. He was shown to me, and, and it, it was a Porsche. And he had the car in the garage yet. He... Um, ended up with some debilitating disease on his legs. Um, mm. You know, he wasn't paralyzed or anything. He just couldn't put any weight or really walk on his legs. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So, so, I mean, that was just a really big thing to see somebody so glad to get fr furniture like that. You know, I mean, that was a real big thing. It's a great story because lots of times when you sell products to people, you ship them off and you never get to be there. When the package is opened, when it's unwrapped. So I would imagine, yes, for you to see the smile on his face and the excitement, you could think back to all the other clients and uh, customers that you have that get these products that have those big smiles on their faces when they're opening the boxes and setting up their new office, their den, their garage, wherever they're using these products. So very cool. Let's have a little bit of fun here. You talked a little bit about that Chevelle, but what was your first really special car? And maybe you could share a memory that you have with that vehicle. Uh, the first car, well, let's put it this way. The, the first car I had was my parents, which was a 64 Chevy. There was nothing special, but when I get, when I got to get my own car, I had picked up a brand new, uh, Buick GS 455. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. Stage one. Ooh. Okay. And, uh, it, it was a fast car, a lot of fun and had a lot of fun with, with the car. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, racing and just shooting around and then you know there there wasn't a lot of guys that had newer fast cars a lot of guys had older fast cars mm -hmm. you know so it was just sort of nice to have that particular car oh sure now how about a vehicle that you've let go that you really wish you had back in your garage you know the only thing i can say is that what happened to my gs is that i used to use my mom's uh garage as a shop early on and i had parked 
the GS on the street in front of the house and, and uh, the garage was being used for me building something in there and some guy um, was drunk and came home and hit the back of the GS and totaled the car out. Oh no. It was gone, you know, and um, that, that was one of the cars that because of its power in the seventies and, and stuff like that is, is a car that I would want back you know it's just one of those classic type cars i understand uh drunk driving nothing worse don't drink and drive you destroy people's dreams not to mention lives now let's talk a little bit about current projects and things that are happening this year i know that you're a a vendor a sponsor at concord in the hills it's a wonderful event that peter volney who's been a guest here on cars yeah has been putting on for several years uh, tell us a little bit about your involvement with that event and um, what you'll be showing there so that if people that are lucky enough to attend and can walk up and say, hey, Dave, I heard you on Cars Yeah, what they'll be seeing. I did Concourse in the Hills last year uh, for the first time. I was actually invited the first year, but never heard of it before and anything like that, so I sort of blew it off. And then last year when it came around, I got some phone calls on it from Peter uh, he got my name through some other people, and then uh, my distributor became involved in it um, as far as being a sponsor with me on it. Mm-hmm. And I think we, for the silent auction, we had a uh, LXC chair and a uh, desk that went out last year. Oh, I see. Oh, very cool. That, uh, that worked out really well. And And this year at the show, we're also giving some furniture away for the silent auction also. And then... In my space, I'll have just about the full line of furniture there. I'm going to have a 10 by 30 space. Oh, wow. And in that space, I can fit the full line of the uh, bar furniture that we have, all the office furniture, the desks, uh, bookcases, file cabinets, everything that we have. So uh, when you come to the show, I'll have every every piece there. One of the things that will sort of be on display there is a gas monkey chair. A gas monkey chair. Now, what is a gas monkey chair? Well, through another guy that I met two years ago at Barrett-Jackson, I built a custom desk for a guy who was L-shaped, and an announcer I knew asked me if he could use it for his show. Hmm. So I used it, and gas monkey came out there and sat at the desk, and I was pretty excited, and I got the video of all that stuff. And later on, a few months later, I happened to get Richard's private phone number and email address, emailed them and said, hey, how would you like some chairs from Pit Stop? And Mm -hmm. uh, they said, yeah, that would be really great, you know, and you can never guarantee that we can get them on the show and blah, 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 you know. Well, one thing turned into another, and I could have just sent stock furniture out there and been done, done with it, but I'm not that type of person. So uh, got some ideas for the chairs, and um, Richard likes green, so I got uh, a half a dozen samples of green leather, sent it to them. They picked out the color that they want. On the back of the LXE chair, it has a hard fiberglass back on it. I had an airbrush guy that I deal with do the Gas Monkey logo on the back, and then at the very top, there's a picture of Richard that's on... um, the internet that sort of has his hands out in the fist showing all his skull rings on him. Mm-hmm. 
and that's all airbrushed on the back. And then uh, just recently, a couple days ago, I want to do a little bit more. So the insert on the um, LXC chair has a lumbar support, which is removable. Mm -hmm. So that cover, I sent those back to Introtech or Pit Stop Furniture, and they have an embroidery machine there. And they embroidered the Gas Monkey logo on these chairs. Oh, nice. And it was amazing because it took 79,000 stitches for the Gas Monkey logo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, that's very cool. Very interesting. Obviously, we're talking about Richard, Richard Rawls' Gas Monkey Garage television show and so forth. So uh, very, very cool. I love it. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Dave. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? You know, I like a lot of different cars. Probably my favorite to an extent is a 32 Ford Roadster. Okay. It's an old school type of car. The values are uh, there. And I'm sort of an old school type of person. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, as much as I like technology and I just like to do the old school ways on. <laughs> there you and, go. And <laughs> uh, the, the 32 can be the sharpest looking car in the world with the right wheels and, and tires and paint and all that stuff on there. It doesn't have to look like a 32 Ford from the year 32, you know. <laughs> I understand. It can be customized and made pretty special. Cool. I like it. Well, Dave, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsor. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Dave, we're entering the last lap, and this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? All right. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Do it right the first time. <laughs> Absolutely. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? I'm a perfectionist. Mm, yes, absolutely important, especially when building custom furniture. How about a resource? I know there's a <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> How about a resource? I know there are a lot of them out there, but is there one in particular you think the Cars Yeah listeners would really enjoy? I tell you, my biggest resource for er everything and I go there and use it for ideas for the furniture is SEMA. Ah, yes. A wonderful, wonderful show. I've been attending SEMA for 25 plus years. It's an amazing place. Absolutely fantastic show that happens every year in uh, October, November. Well, listeners, you can find resources, all these great resources at carsyad.com on Dave's show notes page. Just type in Dave Laskowski. Dave's last name is L-A-S-K-O-W-S-K-I. All right, Dave, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the price, because today I'm going to buy you whatever you'd like, what would that one vehicle be and why? It would have to be a 41 Willys. A 41 Willys. Now, why a 41 Willys? 
I just think they're the most badass car out there. When you get them with the blowers coming out of the hood, big white tires, the nitrous in them, and the beautiful interior and paint job on them, and I've seen a ton of them, they are just phenomenal. Yeah, pretty unique cars. You know, there's not a lot of cars that look like like them. They have their own uniqueness about them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, Very um, different. I just, I just love that car. There you go. Well, you're the first guest. Out of 444 people that have chosen a 41 Willie, so very unique <laughs> fellow that you are. Very, very cool. Dave, you've taken me on an awesome ride today, and I've really enjoyed talking with you and learning more about your business and pit stop furniture. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Car Show listeners and with me. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off in the sunset in your 41 Willies? Yeah. I always try to stay ahead of the competition and build yourself a niche market. Mm-hmm. That way you have a little bit of an edge over somebody else. There's a lot of people out there selling stock pit stop furniture, and I would love to do it all day day long too. But I get people coming up to me because they've seen stuff I did in the past or pictures that I had, and they want something custom. And as, and as far as I know, from everything out there, nobody else wants to do custom furniture because when you order the furniture for your customer, it's shipped right from the warehouse to them and you're done with the order. Custom comes to me. I customize it, repack it, and reship it out. Right. And uh, it's just a lot of extra work, but I get a real big satisfaction from do- from doing that. Absolutely. Great idea, great niche. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and see what you're selling and buy some things from you? Then go to my website, which is www.onsitegear.com, and there's a hyphen between on and site. And uh, the phone number, if you just want to call me and ask questions, is area code 480-627-9436. You can also email me at dave at onsitegear.com and also a hyphen between the on and site. There you go. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to all these great things that Dave has shared with us on his very own show notes page with easy clickable links to his website. Find his email, his phone number at carsyad.com. Just type Dave in the search bar and his show notes page will pop up. And don't forget to check out the Concord in the Hills this coming weekend in Arizona. It's a wonderful event. If you're anywhere near that part of the world, check it out. Walk up to Dave. Say hello. I heard you on Cars Yeah. It's a wonderful event, worthy cause they're raising funds for, and the silent auction, including some of the pit stop furniture that Dave's been nice enough to uh, donate, will be there for you to bid on as well. Dave, thank you for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and with the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. I just want to say the silent auction at the concourse, all the money from All the products that will be sold there go to the Boys and Girls Club in Arizona. 100% of what gets sold all goes to the Boys and Girls Club there. Excellent. So it's uh, very profitable for for them and and helps them out. And what's the cool part about it is that all the literature for the goodie bags that go out to the concourse as uh, the guys come in with their cars, all those goodie bags are stuffed by the Boys and Girls Club. And what they do, they order 20 pizzas, 
have all the tables and chairs and the kids stuff all the bags and get them all done for the um, concourse. Very nice, giving them a chance to be a part of the the event, uh, do a little work and see what goes into putting a concourse on, which is a huge amount of work, as we learned when we talked with Peter here on Cars Yeah. And again, you can learn more about this at www.concourseinthehills.org. Thanks, Dave. We'll see you at the Concours. All right. Thank you very much, Mark. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.